This is Europe calling with Vince Tracy and Matt King. And not a lot of people know that. So, very good day, everybody. Welcome to the Europe Calling podcast with Matt and Vince. And today we're looking at the pros and cons of a cashless society. Now, our weather today is really nice. The wind has died right down. It was quite severe last night, but uh, now it's nice and quiet and calm. The definition on the mountain, absolutely gorgeous. The flowers are out. Everything looks good. Let's hope it's the same for Matt. And Matt, uh, very good morning. Uh, Let's hope that your weather's the same. Oh, it's a glorious day. And it has been since I woke up about an hour ago. I had a lie-in because I've been very busy working the last couple of days. (coughs) Excuse me. And it is—it's stickily warm today which means I think that we've turned a corner in terms of uh, we have we have spring doesn't really exist here. I'm, I'm pro- sure you'll probably agree with me. One one minute it's sort of wintry and a bit chilly and cold. And the next minute we're into summer. Yeah. Uh, of course, the flowers and the birds and the bees let us know that spring is on its way by their chirping and their uh, their uh, actions and their movements. But uh, it is really, truly a glorious cloudless sky and one of god's days yes absolutely lovely okay well normally we give a definition to start with but uh, as uh, we're talking about a cashless society i think we can keep it simple by saying we're looking at uh, notes and change um in espanol is a effectivo so effective is quite a good uh, way of uh, looking at small change <laughs> if you use it right um so uh What we're trying to come to terms with is that there's a lot of talk about a cashless society. And, of course, you know, we minds will go back to the Chinese busy making the first banknotes and the Turkish Empire and the uh, fact that they used to use minerals and all sorts of things to barter with. Um, But uh, the banks have been up to something. I don't think there's much of a doubt that they are planning um, because, you know, during the uh, lockdown, they went very, very heavily on nobody coming into the bank. And you're not going to tell me that 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 was all about COVID because it wasn't. By the time they put a screen up and everybody's got masks on, um, then really I think the masks are more symbolic in the bank to the highway robber um, and uh, trying to pinch (laughs) everybody's money. But, um, yeah, what do you think the banks are up to? That's my first question. Ah, well, what do I think the banks are up to? The banks... The banks are doing what they're told to do. The banks really, I don't think, are up to anything individually. They're just being directed to do what they're they're having to do. And they are definitely trying to cut down cash payments. Um, And and not just cash, but the transference of any large sum. I mean, uh, you probably don't. I I bought my, I I luxuried myself into buying a, after I cashed a policy in, uh, in England, uh, a Harley Davidson this year, and um, it was a lot of money. It it was it was a big part of my money that I'd saved all my life for. But you know what are these things for if we don't do stuff like that? You would not believe, Vince, the the hoops I had to to jump through in order to get that money transferred and leave. I had to sign papers in the UK from the exchange people to say where the money had come from. I had to show them my passport. I had to show them the policy that it had come from. I then had to do exactly the same here in Spain and tell them that it was from this policy. And and they're, they're not allowing anything. And apparently here, so I was told by my bank manager, that anything over a €1,000 that is either withdrawn in cash or is put in in cash is marked is 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 they put a, a tick by it anything over five thousand is looked at investigated and if you do too many of those 
then you will be be investigated. It's a, it's that's how they're catching people out now, and that's what it is about. It's about them trying to gain revenue, in my opinion, mm. uh, and they're trying to stop the cashless. Uh, cash happening but it it certainly won't happen here they won't stop it well i'm i'm also aware of the fact that the banks uh have made it very difficult for people to go in uh and be seen and uh, do the normal banking and of course we're being pressurized into using the apps and online banking which is not the biggest of problems, especially if, for example, you have got an account in England and you live in Spain. I mean, th that makes sense, obviously. Uh, but uh, for most people, and especially the older people in society, to have to use an app to actually access your own money that you've worked all your life for and you've got some... Um, official in the bank telling you that you've got to wait outside on the pavement or come back at such and such a time. Um, you know, I think they've got way and above themselves in terms of what is a customer service, because I don't know about you. I don't feel like a customer anymore. Oh, no, I, no, it's definitely moved away completely away from the old days. I mean, I can I back back in the day when I was in business, I can remember actually having a stand-up row with my bank manager about some money I wanted to borrow for a house. Um, and the terms of the, the loan, I wanted only half of what it was for this house. I mean, I think the, the house was only valued at about 80000 then back in the day. I mean, it shows you how long ago it was. But I'd, I'd had this interview with my, my uh, bank manager. He'd refused. He was, he was drunk, basically. On a Friday afternoon, he'd come back from the pub or whoever he'd been uh, – been uh, ensconcing with because that's again was part and parcel of banking that was a regular occurrence and it's no good people denying it because it, that's actually what used to how, where a lot of business was done uh, and we all know that if we were uh, that old uh, but um he'd come back and he'd uh, he said he said no you can't have it well, so I, I was absolutely it, it, livid and you couldn't do it now but i then found out the the no telephone number of his boss it was in kingston this was in twicker the, the, the head of branch i won't say who it was but uh, it was in kingston i phoned them they then uh, and i demanded to speak to the the boss of the bank um i got through to him this is late friday night and uh, I spoke to him and I told him exactly what had happened, exactly what I wanted, how long I've been a, a member of this bank, the amount of money I dealt with, the amount of money went through, through the business. And he went, J just leave it with me. I'll, I'll sort something out. Monday morning, I get a phone call from my bank manager. King, not even Mr. King, King, come in and see me at 11 o'clock today. Back, put the phone down. He was livid. He was furious. Mm -hmm. So anyway... I got there and uh, I knew all the bank staff really, really well. And that's another thing. It used to be a real personal uh, and especially if you went to the bank a lot, which I did, you used to you used to know everybody. You used to know by first names. How's your baby? How's your this? How's it was a community type spirit yeah. within the bank. Uh, you know, you'd have coffee with them if they were on a coffee break. I did. I certainly did anyway. And um, anyway, they all went, oh, my goodness me, what have you done to him today? He's in such a bad mood. <laughs> he, he said, and he's, he's been shouting your name on your name off all morning. So anyway, I walked in. He said, sit down. Didn't say good morning, didn't say anything. Sit down. Sat down in the chair. He said, there's, there's the authorization for your money. He said, and don't you ever do that to me again. So I picked up the, t the chip. I walked out to the door and I turned around and I said to him, and I suggest you never do that to a customer again. Mm. Shut the door and walked out. But you could do that in those days. Mm. And actually, he was he he got moved on. <laughs> he got moved on a little bit after that. And I've but I've always had it, it, it was a joy to go into the bank. Well, I went. It was a joy. I moved within the HSBC and I moved down to Cornwall. I had the balance of a, a of a house sale to put into a bank in Truro, and the manager turned around and said to me, "I don't just let anybody come into the, my bank. 
And I said, well, fair enough. Okay, I'll go next door and then um, we'll see where we go from there. So he, he uh, decided he'd retract what he'd just said. And uh, I'm giving you an abbreviated version for the podcast. And then basically, he pulled out of a drawer a picture of the Liverpool riots, which had just taken place in 1982, I think it was. And uh, he, he said, uh, I don't just want anybody from up country coming into our bank. So uh, then uh, it transpired that I needed to have a counter signature with Anne because we were on a, uh, a joint account. And Anne goes in later and um, he advised Dan to have a baby in Cornwall. And, and he said, then, then you'd be accepted. I mean, you could not really write this. It's uh, Captain Mannering ter- territory, a dad's army. It's utterly... Yeah, but that's... But Vince, that's the way it was. That is the way a bank manager... The bank manager had a certain uh, position in society... I mean, the bank manager, the milkman, the postman, they've all disappeared, but they all had a position in our community lives, especially back in the UK. I'm not quite sure that Spain ever had a milkman, to be perfectly honest, but (laughs) I I, I certainly can remember that that amazing community spirit that we used to have when you saw some, the paper boy, you know, Okay, so I shoved a few papers through the letterbox at times that got ripped. It wasn't a problem to me, but certainly was a problem if you wanted to read the front page. But, you know, all of that stuff has disappeared. So, realistically, what we're talking about is a seed change, which we noticed in the UK and certainly here in Spain up till three years ago when we had the lockdown I must admit I had a nice relationship with the bank staff in... uh, I still have, by the way, but it's just basically you can't always meet them. You can't always see them. You can't just walk in and wait to be seen as you used to. So my question really is, why have they done this? Because if it was just about a cost-saving measure which just maybe pruned the staff of the bank, um, why didn't they just say we're, we're having to make measures to um, make the bank more streamlined? So th- there's got to be something a bit more connected with this. And lurking in the background, I wonder whether or not you've picked up on this EU cryptocurrency scheme, because obviously the cryptocurrency has been about for a while now. Um, that, that, of course, will make um, a cashless society more di- even more difficult to understand. But uh, if the European community, uh, the, U- the European Union is making its own cryptocurrency, then my thinking is that has got to be part of the mix of why we're, we're getting this seed change in the way they're looking at us. Well, it certainly came from China, didn't it, with the cryptocurrency there, first of all. And I think everybody's sort of had a good look at what's happened with the economy with them and, and how it's affected the world trade. And, of course, it, it went through the roof Um it's stabilised now. I know a lot of people that have lost a lot of money by going into it. It's a bit like um, a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? A bit like a sort of a, if you were in early at the beginning, you have made absolute millions. And if you uh, if you left it, you you quite invariably lost your lost your money. Um, how they how they've managed to keep it going, I don't know. And for the Europeans to start wanting to get on the bandwagon now. I'm not so sure it's a great idea and whether or not it is to so cash in my opinion having having read up the last couple of days on your uh, you know your 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 statement today about the cashless society my my own thoughts on it are that it will never ever go there are too many countries around the world that rely on cash and need cash and will never have the education or infrastructure to have uh a cashless society, India, Pakistan, they do have banking, they do have, but people keep their rupees in their pockets. And if, if not for, for 10 minutes, because a lot of them have to spend it straight away, um, they don't have it long enough really to, to do anything else with it. So we're looking at a very westernised system when we talk about a cashless society. Um, and uh, like I say, I don't, Africa, lots of places there, corrupt as, as hell anyway, Um I can't see it going away from cash. 
Uh, and uh, on the same theme, we had, of course, at the time that they brought in uh, decimalization and uh, then the change. That was another robbery, wasn't it? That was another uh, stand and deliver. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, uh, that, that's probably where they forgot to put the masks on in the first place. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and basic, basically, um, if you're looking at any pros, I mean, we're going to find plenty of contrary uh, ideas of why we wouldn't want it but i mean if you're looking for for example a pro i'm thinking of the efficiency of computers because once you get into people hoarding cash and then just keeping it like we saw when they brought the decimalization uh, you know you had people uh, with shed loads of the old pesetas coming down from the mountains um, I mean, I even remember when we bought a house uh, here, we had a guy came down from France with a, um, a prosecutor van with uh, stacks and stacks of the old francs in, apparently. I, I didn't see it, but, you know, uh, that's what I was told. And, um, you know, uh, we had this silly uh, thing going on here where we had to uh, transfer all the bank money, the house cost from one bank in Benidorm to another one and walk through Benidorm with all the money tied around us to another bank and put it into the bank that that bank had been designated uh, with all the notario knowing what was going on and all that. I mean, it was absolute nonsense. And then, of course, it was legendary how you bought houses and people were doing all sorts of deals under the table. And the notari- well, it wasn't even on the ta- under the table, was it? I can remember sitting in there, I mean, aghast because of the first house here that I bought. And I, I sat and watched them passing envelopes between the the estate agent and the um, the Abogados. And um, it, it, incredibly, I couldn't believe it. And it wasn't until afterwards I'd found out that certain amount was cash, certain amount was through the books, and uh, it was to keep my value, my EB low because uh, of uh, taxation, et cetera, on the house. And all all of it, but it's but people saying, oh, it's, it's all it's not finished. It's still going on. People, are, I know, I know people who are dealing purchasing houses for two or three million euros plus uh, cash, cash. I mean, um, uh, the estate agencies are keeping it cash. They're keeping it under the table. You know, they're just going on nice holidays, on on spending on cars. That's where it will come down eventually. Is that's how it happened in England. But uh, it doesn't cash less. I I don't think is going to happen. Okay. Well, I was looking specifically to try and find where we could find things that would put you in favour of a cashless society. Um, oh, I'm in favour. I'm in favour. Don't get me wrong. I would love it to be cashless. Uh, uh, sorry, did you say cashless to be in favour of a cashless yes, society? Yes. Yeah. So, oh no 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 no! I've, I I am I'm all for cash. Yes, and paper, so so am I. It in my hand, yeah, not 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 cashes. I beg your pardon. Okay, so so we're looking. At, we're scratching, scraping the barrel to find out things which might make it uh, a better proposition for having uh, no cash in 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 the system. So, um, if we were to go to the efficiency and everything was done on the computers. Uh, we go back to uh, an argument that, or I mean, a, you know, proposal that I put all the time. Efficiency, yes, I can see that a computer, a spreadsheet, and the uh, attendant way that you can use a computer is fine until it's compromised. So uh, either the electricity goes down and so we're waiting in the bank and uh, they say to you, sorry, we can't do any transactions uh, because the computers are down. So uh, that tells me straight away um, that, you know, if people are trying to put money into the bank and they can't do it because the computers are down or they can't transfer money because the computers are down, I don't think that's as efficient as they think it is. And uh, it must have happened to you that sometime. Oh, yeah, I've got into that. Well, there's nothing, nothing worse than going to a – there's nothing's on. nothing is around the corner here, is it? Let's be honest, uh, where we live. But uh, – going down to the bank in the local bank and finding that the machines are down, the two ATMs, or been one actually ripped out the wall the other week, but uh, 
That's another story. Since then, they've put great big concrete bollards in front of them. One would have thought that that would have come first rather than second after closing the door after the horse has bolted, as it were. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they just pulled the machine out of the wall and took whatever they wanted. Uh, it got loaded up onto the back of a van, apparently, and it was on its way. Goodbye. Mm. Uh, I, 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 uh, I've lost the, lost the train now. Well, all right. we'll, that, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back to this business of looking for things that could be argued in favour of cashless society. Uh, so one thing. Well, would... one. I mean, it's it, there'll be there should be a reduction in crime, wouldn't shouldn't there? Effectively, if there was a cashless society, there would be nothing to rob. I put, so I put, that, yeah, I put that down. Yeah, I'm with you. You've on got that. that one. Have you? You've yeah. got that one. Yeah. Uh, and so the, there will be a corruption drop as well because there's less cash around. But of course, there's going to be all these hordes of cash that are uh, are. Uh, uh, going on but it's also untraceable isn't it let's be honest if i give unless it's a, an operation by the police or by the uh to actually catch somebody out unless you've got a marked note or or something like that you 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 move cash around and it's very difficult for anybody to say where or wh whom gave it to you well um i'll go go to another thing which i th i think is quite incredible when you actually look at this um, during the lockdown and ever since, we've had bottles of disinfectant on offer for anybody who basically goes anywhere near the bank or various other places. Um, so you would think that as there have been banknotes around ever since I've been born, um, you know, uh, and coins. Well, coinage, coinage as well. That's as rattling it around and you you sat next to that old man on the bus with his hand in his pocket rattling his coins well i mean that, well that's what we're, we're led to believe uh, by the way matt yeah, that, well <laughs> i didn't want to go there vince but as soon as you brought it up yeah it's quite possible but but the, the serious point i wanted to mention was you know if they were really genuinely trying to make sure nobody uh spread covid um, then, you know, the cashless society would have stopped there and then. Uh, there is obviously, uh, that was a load of baloney, because if you and I have still been using cash and uh, we've got coins and notes and everybody around us doing the same, what do you think was it all about, this business of the disinfectant in the bank and other places? Because I think that was all just a load of maloney. What do you think? I, th I think, I th I, don't get me wrong, don't, and I'm not being disrespectful of the dead and the people who died of COVID uh, or colds or whatever you want to call it, but... But I think the whole lot is in a, a load of baloney. Um, I don't think that it was. I, I, I can't. I can't say. I'm not a scientist, but I have read some st statistics that tell me that the same amount of people died per annum that uh, every year than than they did with COVID or without COVID. So, uh, you know, uh, what was it all about? Well, I think that twit with the white hair who was in number ten. <laughs> didn't do any uh he was obviously on a backhander from somebody because uh there no way in a million years will you ever get me to say that that man did the uk any good whatsoever um, well I, I read um in the guardian in 2013 he'd already written an article i've seen the article in which he said the population should be culled now you know he's not the type of guy that chooses his words as carefully as possible uh, but you know if the idea is in somebody's mind that the population should be culled uh, then there's enough uh, rather nasty people around who would probably give him a hand to do that but oh to, absolutely to, absolutely but the point was not not that number of people died no no i there mean was, there were there wasn't the number it just didn't the the, the numbers didn't add up at the end of the day. Yes, it was awful. Though people were dying, but no more than any year, other year. So, which which really says exactly the same that I feel. Uh, if the numbers haven't changed, all they've done is ch change the label. And unfortunately, uh, some people will always have horrible germs and horrible deaths, um, and we can't do much about it. But going to talk about. Uh, 
um, just, you know, disinfecting the coins in the bank and uh, putting a gel on when you can't talk to anybody. You're not touching anybody because basically there's a screen in front of you. They don't and they didn't think everything all the way through. If you remember, people were going still to the uh, the ATM machines. Um, where was the gel for the ATM machine? There wasn't yeah, any, was yeah, there? That's right. So yeah. pe- people, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see any little man come along and wipe the keypads either afterwards. Well, exactly. I mean, the very least you would expect is to have the um, gel to be uh, available to people on the ATM machine. So I would think. But that- at one point, though, here we weren't even allowed out, though, were we, Vince? Let's be honest. <laughs> you weren't allowed to go to an ATM. Uh, you 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 went and purchased your. Uh, products with a card because probably you didn't have cash at a supermarket you stood in a meter apart in queues outside or two i think it was two meters wasn't it when we in the two meters apart and and sometimes those queues would go around the building i mean it it was very much a lockdown here and i don't think it it, that's happened everywhere like that well i still find it strange when you go into any medical place that they've all got masks on still um, and basically you know uh, it's almost as if it's going to go on for the till the end of time um, so uh, if we've look if we're looking for positives uh, and we say that okay we should have less mugging all money should be traceable uh, then really what we're also saying is there shouldn't be any need to print money there shouldn't be any need to make coins should there no, I mean, they're there. But the thing is, that's a business in itself. I was reading up hmm, uh, the fact that it costs if you if you produce a ten dollar note, it costs two dollars to make that note. And therefore, it's already devalued because it's 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 cost out of money. And that that goes to the Treasury. Uh, so and- they're making they're making money hand over fist. And, of course, we have the Royal Mint. I think it's in Cardiff in the UK. They'll be the equivalent in Spain or whatever countries we're talking about. Uh, so uh, I think we can go to things which are against it then because, you know, we're scratching around to find any decent reason why we should have no cash in society. So let's look at the things that that we can find now about um, against not having uh, any cash. So I'm going to start off with cybercrime. Now, I don't know about you, um, but I don't like online banking. I don't like not being able to go to the bank and the bank have the responsibility for our money. Now, if we look at why they have the responsibility, because they should be set up so they can keep everybody's cash safe. If we are doing it, then obviously we're not only taking the risk, but we're now giving them the money and taking the risk for them to let us have it stolen from us um, via the um, internet. Which is it's a rather ridiculous situation, isn't it? Well, I think one does one doesn't necessarily follow from the other, but you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, there, there's it's it's a bizarre situation that we find ourselves these, these days, and I think a lot of it did happen when COVID, uh, ha- the, the period of COVID happened. This idea that we we changed everything the way we do with money. Um, was was pushed on us um, rather than and I think in a way it was probably the only way they could actually do it to us. Um, but you, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're, what can I say? You're, you're right. It's 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 just a crazy situation. Okay, again, going down my list of things which I find totally against uh, what we do. It's this. Uh, I don't mind cameras. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't mind cameras because I think. If you try to act like a normal person, not going around robbing people, why would you worry about a camera? But I do find other things have become very intrusive. Um, The very fact that we're all thinking Alexa's so wonderful means that any device that they want to put available to listen to everything we do and say anywhere can then be transmitted to the people who want to monitor us. Uh, You know, uh, Alexa, uh, they call it a skill. 
a skill. Of course, that makes us think that we're doing something marvellous to use Alexa. So if we're in the bank and we're talking about something that, uh, you know, is a bit private, I would imagine there's every chance now that you can be listened to by whatever they want to put out in the foyer or up in the ceiling uh, purporting to be a loudspeaker. So I I think that's another little thing where maybe people don't realise what's going on with the cameras even. Cameras not only pick up um, the pictures, but of course they will pick up sound. So uh, my thinking is that uh, if we're going to look for uh, the cashless society, it would appear that every last word that you use anywhere can almost be picked up. If you're talking to somebody in the bank, waiting for your turn to maybe go and talk to somebody if you're ever lucky enough to get inside and you say, oh, well, yeah, you know, I've got a few shillings put put aside, um, that immediately can be picked on. I think... We're at that stage, personally. I don't know whether or not you would agree with that, but that's where I think we're at. I, I'm, I'm not sure that I would take it that far. Um, to to they're, they're certainly on the case, Vince. They're certainly uh, we're, we're being closed down. We're we are definitely being closed down, and that is without a question of a doubt. Uh, so I I but, but cameras everywhere. I, I think um, in in banks, I think it's really important to have cameras, part, partly because maybe that's what I've been fed because of the um, because of the uh, the robberies. And uh, I mean, criminals are getting even more. Uh, what's the word? Daring. They're, yeah, they're getting more daring. Well done. They're getting more daring because they're, they're actually. I mean, pulling a pulling a bloody ATM out, excuse my language, out of a out of a wall of a of a bank where there are known cameras. There's cameras everywhere in a bank. I mean, I I accept that for security. There's a I don't know if you know, but in every ATM there is a camera. Oh yes, yeah. What so do you do? You do as soon it. as you go to an ATM, there's a camera and it's recording you. Um, I don't know where they store all that. But that's another thing that you've got to think about. Where's all that stored? Well, that data. Okay, it's on. It's on. You know, sticks or or or, or mach- separate machines. But they do store it for some considerable time. Well, put yourself into the situation of the artificial intelligence, the chatbots now, which are beginning uh, to start becoming a little bit more active. If you've been up to the ATM and you've put in your number. You've immediately got a face, facial recognition and data which tells people of who you are and your money in the bank. Now, what they are able to do with the chatbot, I'm not saying the banks will do this, but what they could do, they can now animate, they can use our voices, they can now make any sort of news broadcast, especially with people who are in the media, you know, the newscasters and people like that. They can now use artificial intelligence to produce a bulletin. So that's what they can do. What what they will do with it, we all wait with bated breath to see what happens. But that is a development which is A, bizarre, and B, sinister, very sinister. And, and there's not many people would look at it like that either, to be fair. I mean, you know, I don't think, generally speaking, I mean, we do. We think about it. We discuss it. We talk about it every week. But I don't think general – if we if that conversation we, – if we, I had this conversation with some of the people I know, they would think I was daft unless, unless they were, inverted commas, woke – when they would jump on anything on everything that you said as being uh, a possibility that would happen or could happen. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's th- this chatbots. I mean, you, you've had experiences yourself of of things happening weirdly on your computer. Um, it, I, I think we all have at some point had something go down which shouldn't have actually happened. Is that somebody connecting? Is that somebody else watching what we do? We wouldn't know. There is no way we can tell. Maybe a cryptologist or somebody uh, who is actually dealing with um, computers all the time 
could tell you that or or find that out. But as the man in the street, the same reason he's not really bothered about how he gets his cash or how he keep, gets his money, he won't be interested in that whatsoever. So there is this underlying potential of of criminalization which is what the state is doing or what whoever is in charge is doing because it is criminal to do that this, this was we sign a private agreement when we go to the bank and that should be private it shouldn't be go to anybody else or go anywhere else it should be just to the bank just coming away from the bank for a second and uh, going to the use of the technology now if people think that maybe uh, i'm talking in realms that can never happen let me point people to the fact that at the moment showing on our televisions we have adverts which are people but they've become animated in other words you know sometimes you've got to look twice to see whether it's a real person and then uh, you've got uh, i think if they call it the fifa football game and you see these people playing football and the next minute, they're the real person that they're, the caricature, the cartoon, or whatever we're going to call it, is. So that's what they're showing us. doesn't mean to say that they can't go further than that. Um, so that's my way of seeing the dangers that... By the way, it's not just me that's seen this. I've picked this up from places I've read about um, and dangers that other people have alerted me to and other people. Uh, it's just that people just don't bother to look for what's going on. Um, let's go to another one, which is little things like tipping in a restaurant. Now, I read very recently that they're going to try and bring in a sort of American way of doing this. So uh, you can't really just decide for yourself how much you want to tip. Apparently, in America and Canada, um, they have about 15 to 18 percent, I think. Um, well, you, it's 15 to 25. Okay. But, I mean, it, it depends on the meal you had. But, it, but you've got to understand... Uh, out there, the wages for waiters are very low. Yeah, but that's, and not, they that's, make, not, that's not our fault. No, it's not our fault, but it's the way the system has been built. It's been like that for years and years and years and years. It's, 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 it's only ever happened like that. So the thing is, if you're brought up in that system and you're aware of that system, the danger comes when you're a foreigner and you go to their country and you give 10%. Well, that, that's an insult. To them really uh why should it be an insult well it's tradition or it's it's whatever but it's understanding that that's how their wages are made up from the gratuities they get um that's something i learned to my cost when i went to i used to go to america a lot uh and ski and um i you know i, I did use it as a tool a couple of times but it, it, they get very 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 abusive if you don't tip them the, that amount of money but cutting out tips in why would you do that here especially it it's it is a they don't get a fortune here for their for most 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 waiters will be on or servers as they call them in in america will be on i don't know between 5 and 7 euros an hour so if you tip them 10% of your 2 euro bill and give them 220 they're not going to make their wages they're not going to retire on the on the money they get from it well, I've read it in the press. Uh, you know what it's like. You can't read everything and believe everything that you read in the papers. Well, I did see it myself somewhere. I did actually read it as well. So, you, you know, I can agree. I concur with you on that. OK, well, let's go to the next one then, because uh, giving to charities could really now take a hit. Um, because if there's no cash about... Um, you and I have both been involved heavily with uh, helping people raise money. Uh, I have always consistently stood aside and said to anybody doing something like that, I will come in, I will play, I don't want anything to do with money, keep me away from it. I, I made that clear the minute I came to the Costa Blanca, so that's the way I handle it. But this now is going into another realm altogether because if they're going to try and get you to go cashless how can you give money uh to a charity without doing it through a banking card or whatever which of course then incurs another charge to the bank uh, or something like that um so i think that's another dangerous area for all this 
uh, helping. Yeah, but you see, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Vince. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying in principle. However, I know that there are some unscrupulous uh, charities who who pay themselves wages out of the money that they that, that they're making and it's not just one or two it's, there's a lot of them do it and i know one particular person who who has his flat and everything paid for out of the charity monies uh, that that uh, that is raised through the shop and of course they get they get i'm not sure exactly what they get here but they get discounts for for rent and they get discounts for ibi and they get discounts for for basically everything they don't pay the full price as in the uk mm-hmm. and that's why lots of charity shops are open everywhere in the uk because it costs them uh, uh, let's just say it's sixty thousand pounds for a high street shop probably more than that now a year per annum they'll get it for 20 15 or 20 um so it's a lot less but th- i'm sorry that they're the tighter money becomes, the more unscrupulous charities. I'm not saying every charity because I would be burnt uh, in a moment from from him above. But uh, there are more and more people I'm hearing about coming, you know, taking money out of it and causing it, calling it a wage. Whereas actually people don't really realize that when they're giving something, they're giving it as a wage and it's not charity i think you're right actually the uh, the ceo of uh, so many of the big companies they they do take uh, they do take an awful lot of money from um, the, the organization as a wage i mean i'm seeing things like 180,000 which really when you look at uh, y- you know some of the bigger bigger uh, organizations and see that sort of money going to the ceo uh, when of course the uh, contrast is between that and all the people who are giving their time freely at the point of sale or the point of service uh, so i i see really a very big dilemma there because you know we want to help we want to give we want to try and make sure uh, that if there's money about it goes to the right people uh, but um, they've got it sewn up when it comes to the CEO because that's in the form of a salary isn't it? Yeah absolutely I mean somebody has got to run these places and somebody has got to have the the wherewithal and the dynamics to, to push uh, these these charities and I, and I I I think I mean 150 grand is an awful lot of money per annum to uh, make for a charity. And I don't think that's one. I think that's on a low level on some of the bigger charities around, around the world. That's next to nothing. And it's, but it's not just that, is it? It's the expenses, the traveling, everything else that comes out on top of that. It's their salary. Not, not, not everything. I'm not saying that's with every charity. Um, And I, and I, I really do believe that there are people who work for these charities and generally don't, Again, like the majority of the population, they do it with the best will in the world and they do it without questioning where the money's going to or who's getting the money. Um, and I think it's dreadfully sad that that is the case because, you know, it, it, they're, they're working for other people. But it makes my my, my blood boil, I will, I'll say, rather than a rugby term. Uh, it makes my blood boil that there are these sanctimonious, self-purporting people who actually draw wages and take money from charity shops. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to an easier one then. Giving your kids uh, or grandchildren a bit of pocket money, giving uh, a little present to your family, that sort of thing. Now, that's going to become a, a little bit more difficult. Uh, you know, you're not going to have kids all wandering around with uh, one of these cash machines so they can accept a little bit of money from the grandparents. I mean... It, it, it's impractical. That's the basics of it, isn't it? Well, I, I think it's been happening for a long time now. I mean, I can I can recall vaguely now you've said that, that when I was 16, I believe I, I think it was building societies in those days, wasn't it? More or less were savings accounts. Yeah. Well, I was given that as a present with £10 in it or something like that that was for, for me to save in. Now, 
in the old days, you actually had to take £10 to the branch or two or five pounds or a pound or whatever it was. I can remember putting my Guy Fawkes money into my bank, my building society account and being quite proud of it uh, as I was saving because you were encouraged to save. I mean, you're not encouraged to save anywhere these days. You're encouraged to spend. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's completely changed now. It's completely changed. But I do remember being encouraged to save. And, and, you know, nowadays, the same thing happens with kids, with banks. There's, there's, the, the banks are offering open an account for your child and put in so much a month for his future and, and whatever. It's being advertised in Spain. It's being advertised here. Certainly my bank. My bank's Caixa Altea. Yeah, mine's and, and And I must admit, here in Altea La Vella, um, I, I I never queue. I might have to wait 10 minutes sometimes, but there's never ever, there's a seat inside the bank. You sit down, you wait, you wait to speak to someone. The only thing that really gulls me is that they try to sell you something every time you walk in the bank. Now, that's another thing that really banks are really annoying and they want your insurance or they want you to, as your car insurance or they want this or that or the other. Um, but that's not them. That's their directive. That's what they're, that's what they're having to do. But, okay, um, going back to the kids, though, um, you yeah, know, sorry, I, 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 I do understand what you're saying about the, the saving accounts. But, you know, if you get a visit from one of your family and uh, you just have a, a little bit of money handy, you can say to them, yeah, you know, I just put them in the hand. It was always something as a child you used to love getting a little bit of cash the feel of the money you know what it's like even just to have a, a pocket full of a few coins that you could go and get a cup of coffee whenever you feel like it um you know you, you can uh, as a child decide what you're going to spend we, your money we know on. that we we've experienced that feeling we know it yeah they don't so therefore they don't miss it do you know what i mean but i i understand from where granddad you know I can remember, I can, again, another thing that just came out, I can remember going, uh, uh, sitting on my granddad's lap and, and feeling his pockets. Oh, granddad, you got you got money in there. No, I haven't. Oh, yes, it used to be a little game. Yeah. He, uh, he said, you guess how much there is and you can have it. Yes. And I'd always get some money out of him by doing that, that little that little game. Of course, it doesn't, it, it's starting not to happen now because I don't know so much here because people are a very uh, family orientated and b the money still seems to be moving around uh, pretty well uh, i don't think uh, there's ever there, there's a chance in in uh, our lifetime of cash disappearing in spain there's too much of it i think under the beds but cash is and, and but cash isn't king anymore whereas it used to be i think that's another thing to uh, yeah, well, to, fun, to funny enough, in. just in a cafe yesterday, because uh, really, you know, you, you, you're having a bit of banter. Uh, the girl gave me the bill. I think it was four pounds, uh, four euros fifty. Uh, and I asked her, I said, I un descuento para efectivo and, and looked at her, you know, so I'd asked for a little bit of discount for cash. Yeah. And uh, she looked at me and then she burst out laughing, you know. So, um yeah, look, the, I remember a couple of years ago, on a windy day, I was walking up to see one of my sons who was living in Lanuthia, and he was going through a pretty rough uh, patch in, in his life, and there was 50 euros on the side of the road, and I picked it up, I thought, ooh, that's good, I can give that to my son. So it goes in my pocket. Uh, I felt really good being able to say to uh, the family, they are, there's 50 euros that um, I found on the road, you know. Uh, now, obviously, uh, some people might say, why didn't you hand it into the police? Well, obviously, if you'd hand it into the police. <laughs> that, yeah. well, my laughter. Exactly. Excuse my laughter. Exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, there's the feel of money. You know, there's when you've got a few bob and you know you can be a little bit uh, flippant, you can be frivolous, you can give a little present here, a little something there, you know, it's not the same as knowing you've 
got to pay your mortgage, you've got to pay your gas bill, your electricity bill, got to pay for your petrol, all these other things that have gone up sky high um, to make life less pleasant for everybody. Okay, we can't blame everybody, uh, can't blame the government for these things, but at the same time, um, you know, the same people who are making life uh, a little bit more difficult for everybody, every now and again, we will find a hiccup in the system and one of the MPs is doing very nicely, thank you, um, and we'll find out that they've been fiddling. So, um, I'll go to another one, which is uh, these motorway cameras now uh, and these ways that they're now charging more money for you to even drive your car on the road. I'm looking yesterday at the paper and there was a guy that had started off somewhere near London and he thought he'd have a nice sort of easy cost of, uh, you know, not not a, an expensive trip down to the coast. He took his camper van through London and basically he's found that he's got a 5,000 near enough uh, pound charge because he's gone through um, the the mayor of London's new scheme, which charges everybody more. Now, uh, you know, I don't really think there'll be many of those charges will be designated money for repairing the roads, making sure, you know, that everybody is getting a better service here, there and everywhere. It's these cameras up on the um, uh, up on the top of the motorways, which now can just click on and you've got another cost. Uh, nice, easy money if you can get it, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, they've had the, uh, I mean, 20 odd years ago, they had the uh, constant speed cameras on the motorways where they were doing roadworks. Um, I don't know how much that gener must have generated, but of course it must have generated enough for them to be able to put up the bloody things up everywhere you go now. Um, it's a great idea as well to keep a constant speed. Um, I I've been I've been done for speed in here uh, with a concealed camera um, on a motorway. I was I was doing way over what I should have been doing, but. It was it was the fact that it was in a an already restricted. I think it went down from 120 to 80, and I still kept on doing 120. I think it was up towards Barcelona way somewhere. Um, I, I'm sort of in favour of that. Really, it was my fault. I hold my hands up to it. I didn't feel that so much that it was Big Brother uh, doing it. Although I do think that it's the very much a Big Brother scenario in the UK because there's cameras. Like you say, everywhere. Yeah. Okay, it is. It does help for them with crime, and that's how. That's one of their arguments is that they've deleted numbers, depleted numbers of officers because there are cameras now and all the high streets and everywhere. Um, and I can see that they do bring criminals to to, to justice with with it as well. But that it goes back to this big brother thing that is. We're getting we're getting used to seeing cameras on every corner, cameras everywhere. There's there. I don't know if you know, but here in Spain, it's illegal for you as a, an individual to put a camera facing yeah. the road. Yeah. You cannot take uh, a, a number of a vehicle. You can't take somebody's face. Um, it's illegal to do that. And the only people that can do that are the Guardia and the uh the justificado, the with the, the path or or anybody in the judicial system here, they they you cannot actually take a picture of somebody uh, actuating in a crime and and display it publicly. You the only way you can do it is to give it to the guardia or to give it to the uh, policia local. Well, it's, have you? Sort of bizarre in a way. Yeah, I've even got a, another bit of detail on that because uh, in one of the re-urbanisations, uh, uh, they they had a camera uh, on the pool, basically to keep an eye on the kids. And uh, they were told they can't do this because it's uh, taking pictures of people who are in the area and they're not allowed to do it. Um, yeah. Now, if that's the case... Um, that means the the surveillance of children is compromised, and should anybody get into difficulty in the pool, uh, then nobody can immediately assist. It's almost like 
things aren't through uh, thought through properly because by all means uh, I can understand partly people not being able to have a camera to go out on the road but if you want to stop the criminals and the criminal element then obviously where else are you going to put your camera because well that's that's right that's absolutely right i mean but i would actually even go further i'd like to have one of those american style um kalashnikovs or something like that attached to the camera so that actually if anybody tried to get in as i've been burgled a couple of times it goes off maybe not to actually uh kill them but maybe maim them or injure them or something like that i mean i i i'm really big against uh, create you know you've got to defend your property mm. i think you, you know america has has got it wrong in some states but it's right in others that you okay i'm joking when i say about shooting somebody i, I don't think i would actually do that i might do it if they were in my house <laughs> but uh you know i i've been burglar i don't want my i don't want my space uh i know it's another probably another story for another day but uh you know i agree i agree with you about the camera the camera we're ca we're cameraed everywhere especially in the uk and that's not good okay all right well we're up into the last uh, five minutes now we're looking at a cashless society and ramifications all over the show uh, for example if you've got a small bill and say three or four euros something like that and you've got to pay with the card and that will happen numbers of times, then obviously the banks will be making money. Yeah, got, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. That's devalued straight away because there's a charge. There is a charge by the, the bank on the, the user of the, the machine straight away. So already that's devalued. So therefore, in order for them to make that money up, they have to put the prices up of their product. I quite regularly, when I go to Brickamart or somewhere like that, We'll stop and have a coffee. If I haven't got cash, I'll pay with a card. It's four or five euros. But the the coffee's not that. I normally have a tostado as well, to, yeah. be, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is about four and a half euros. So they're already losing. But if you tip them with a card as well and you say you make that five euros, that's then there's, they're still losing their money on their tip as well. And I don't think many people think about that, that that's that's actually what's happening to you're stopping people earning their, their tips. Well, again, if you go to the language in English, we say take care of the pence and the pounds will take care of themselves. Now, that was a very sensible uh, saying, because basically, if you keep an eye on your cash, uh, then obviously you start being more in control of your money. If you look at what happened with the credit card, it came into our language that uh, people, and uh, it tended to be more the ladies going out to spend, tended to spend on the credit card, whereas the men go to the pub and, you know, probably spend more cash on booze um but that's a hugely general thing but i mean spending on the credit card had be started to become a problem and i don't think it's going to get any better if cash is now being uh, diminished well we're encouraged we're in we're actually encouraged to, to use a credit card now if you've got if you've got no cash what well, what are you gonna what are you gonna do if you, you've got to spend it on a card the difference is sometimes for me, I think is a bit sad is the is you've got two cards, haven't you? You've got a debit card, which comes directly out of your bank. Yeah. So you're always as soon as you look, whether you like to look on the computer or whatever, as I do every day, just to check that everything's OK. Nobody's stolen any money out of it, um, especially the bank themselves, because I'll be straight down there. Yeah. Um, but um, the uh, the credit card, you're, you're opening yourself up to if you can't pay it back hundreds of pounds hundreds of euros of interest which basically people can't afford yeah i think that's the that's the biggest problem is uh you you you, you have got things which you, if you can control your cash and then go and check your bank you've got a much better way of handling your finances if everything goes through the bank don't be surprised when you get an overdraft or an overdrawn notice and uh, you're left with a big problem and you think... 
that's not really what I wanted to do, to happen. Uh, Matt, we've gone through the hour, uh, which means, of course, we've been looking at uh, the pros and the cons of a cashless society. You've given me some uh, room for with a bit of wiggle room for hope, uh, as you think that it's not going to happen, certainly in our lifetime. And uh, Matt, I've got to say, I think I would enjoy that being true. So for yeah. my money... <laughs> for my money I would definitely say cash is king Let it, let's keep it that way absolutely alright let's here we go cash is king cash is king cash is king I'd be there on the picket line lovely Matt we'll catch you next week thank you very much indeed for your time again alright Vince you have a great week thank you Matt take care